0: So welcome back to the SNF Podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by someone I came across through a variety of a couple of friends. His work's amazing, and I'm going to get a lot of great tips from him today, and also you guys will as well. So I introduce you, Steve Mann, also known as Steve Mann Media. So how are you today, mate? You okay?
1: I'm very good, thanks. Thanks for having me on.
0: Pleasure. So I actually got in contact with you through Tom Phillips, who was actually on the previous podcast before this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was probably what, a good six months
0: ago now. I think. Was did you do their photo shoot? Uh, not the shoot for their clients, but I've done all of Tom's recent content. Yeah, I was going to say I've I've seen a stuff, lot yeah. of the recent stuff as well. And you've been doing yeah, it for yeah. the other guys in the gym as well, haven't you?
1: Yes, yeah, with Chris, and then I'll be in soon with the other Tom as well. It's nice having three of them under one oh, awesome. roof. Really. So, are
0: you are you based in Chichester?
1: Uh, just outside of Chichester, oh, yeah. Nutbourne, if you know of it. But I'm not
0: familiar. But yeah, I was going to say it probably isn't too far. So, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you?
1: Uh, I'm 25, just turned before Christmas, yeah.
0: Oh, amazing. Well, I hope you had a good birthday.
1: <laughs> oh, I did, yeah, it was great. So to start <laughs>
0: off, just to get your um, backstory of how you got into media and how you've been able to establish yourself. Yeah, yeah. So um, how old were you when you first got into cameras?
1: Oh, God, right. Well, so this is quite a long, convoluted story, but really
2: I've been using cameras since I was a pretty young kid. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, so, yeah, so I've been in, into it for years, not obviously as a job and a profession just no. using
1: them for fun going just, out I used
2: yeah, to do quite a lot of
1: skating and riding bikes as a kid so I was always the one that had my camera there to and just filming that just for fun friends.
0: so then you can look back yeah, on it yeah completely
1: just like capturing yeah. what we were getting up to
2: really
0: that's um, awesome and then I did a few kind of after I left college
2: I did a few different jobs so I actually studied outdoor education at college
0: oh did you then, oh awesome because
1: oh, I we- got really into through kind of skating stuff I got really into rock climbing and a lot of outdoors
0: uh, so is that something you want to pursue as a career Yes, so pretty much straight after college, I started training and became a rock climber at one the rock climbing instructor, one of the local oh, walls, awesome. um,
1: and kind of ran all the other activities there as well. And Is that something that you still those,
0: do now, or not really?
1: Not really. Haven't done it in a while. I still do it a bit for myself, but yeah. No instructing and such. But it was through all of that and going on loads of different climbing trips throughout Europe and wow. spending a lot of time like travelling around with my friends. I just always had my camera with me and yeah. it just gave me so much time to practice
2: and so many interesting locations and different people to kind of work with. And it was all just for fun. I never sold any pictures or no. made any money. And, out and of it
0: was, was it all like self taught? So you just go on like YouTube, follow people, just go across like tutorials?
1: Yeah, completely. So I was pretty much all self taught from the beginning and then really good probably three or four years ago when I started thinking about this. As a potential career, or wanting to maybe be able to make a bit of money out of it, yeah. I kind of set it as a challenge for myself to work with as many other photographers and
2: filmmakers that if I could, could find that I kind of looked up to. For sure, just really because spending time with people that are much more skilled with you inevitably you're going to kind of slowly start to catch up and yeah.
0: pick up you, tips and tricks. I've along said it the way. before: you're you're a percentage of the people you hang around with.
1: Completely, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so I just made it a real kind of goal to. Work with as many people as I could. So, in a sense, I'm self-taught. I, I haven't studied.
0: I was to have you taken no courses? At,
1: yeah, no kind of college or university. Wow. But I've been taught by
2: Impressive.
0: a lot of other professionals. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, what inspired you to? really take it forward as a career. So like what so is like the rock climbing instructing the first and like only job you've had since the photography or were you doing other bits as well? Oh so I've I've been all over the place really. Uh, <laughs> so yeah I started
2: yes yeah, so straight out of college I became climbing instructor and then ran kind of mountain biking sessions awesome. all the other
1: stuff.
0: So and most and of yeah, it has been center. like outdoor stuff.
1: Yes, oh yeah, completely always been into that kind of thing. Um and then through
2: working at a at the activity centre, which is actually Fort Burbrook, just up on Portsdown Hill. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, familiar. We started working with a lot of groups from a local school, and especially some of the local special needs schools, Oh, that's and we really started good. developing a lot of activities kind for of kids and young adults with special needs, and that was something,
1: I just fell in love with it really, it was really kind of inspiring, getting to work with these guys that face a lot of
2: challenges throughout yeah. their lives, but... We used to have really fun sessions and we would always adapt things
0: to make make it possible for everyone to join in. It's so really, Yeah, it really does put things in perspective for you, doesn't it? Completely, yeah, definitely. And so after working with them, I ended up actually moving from the activity centre and working in the school that I wow. worked with as a teaching assistant in class and doing other activities with these kids and did that for a year or so and then moved to an adult day service, which was a similar deal to school working with... I was say, must have had a an good impact on you. So you've always yes. you've always enjoyed working with people?
1: Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, completely.
0: People person, for all sure. All of my jobs have kind of been yeah, based with
1: either one-to-one or small groups and kind of just helping people yeah. as much as possible, really.
2: That's
0: amazing. So then when did you realise you could make it a career? So when did you have that transition point of, all right, this is what I'm doing as, like, my job, you know, working with... Um, the kids and everything to then go all right this is my hobby on the side now I want to make it a career what are your steps in order to pursue that yeah right so a lot of the
1: stuff I was obviously shooting kind of lots of sports and climbing just me and my friends because when I
2: stopped becoming an instructor I was still going out on the weekends and climbing and mountain biking and stuff yeah so I always kept like photography was always there with
1: me after work and on weekends and after doing it for a while I had I think a few friends reached out to me and they were getting married and they wanted me to shoot their wedding okay.
2: pictures.
1: So I did one wedding and they loved it and lots of people liked it. And then another friend of mine who is in his own right an amazing photographer, and I looked up to him for many years, asked me to do his wedding.
0: Wow, that must have been, amma- that must have been a great feeling.
1: It was, but at the start, I think I said no to him for about three months. Because, oh, how come? <laughs> because I knew how good he was at
0: Oh, so <laughs> it's <was> quite <laughs> nervous, that pressure.
1: Yes, completely. I
0: would have felt exactly the same.
1: Yeah, and after a little while, him and his wife, I also knew really well at the time, um, they basically just sat down and was like, no, we really want you to do it, we trust you, we're happy for you to do it. And they gave me a bit of money for it. And mm. then that must a have... similar thing, another one, another friend after that,
0: that had would seen
2: have been those a spark, photos man.
1: and offered to pay me. And I just kind of realised like oh people actually want to pay me to do something that I really enjoy yeah and it was
0: it definitely was a bit of a lightbulb moment but it didn't start full time straight after that I it know. still took me a little while you've got to be smart with it it's not always so straightforward like that is it
1: yes yeah completely so it still took me a little while so I shot kind of a few weddings and then I started trying to reach out to local small businesses that maybe wanted some pictures doing and offered a few for
0: free for local businesses so yeah, I could show that I could shoot commercial work as well. You had well. a portfolio, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, but and I had to build that really by
0: doing free work or. I, I know exactly clients. the same feeling. It was like building my stuff up with clients and sessions. Is unless they've got a taste, they don't want to. They want to. They don't want to put all their money into something if they don't kind of know what they're getting into. Yeah, completely. And it can
1: be like hiring a personal trainer or a photographer can be quite a large expense
2: for some Oh but yeah. If you've, if you've got no social proof. Yeah. Like, why should they give their
0: money to you, really? So that's why I spent sure. quite a lot of time just building
1: up a good catalogue of images, and then
0: and it's it's just... long term. It is long oh, term. Like, people yeah. always look for the short term. So, for example, what I've learned myself is, if you're just looking for that paycheck, you're you need to build a reputation first, and then once you have built that reputation, people will pay the big money for your work because they know what they're going to get. Yes, yeah, yeah. Instead of you can't always charge people right from the kind of get go, really. No. Firstly, I don't think you'd build a big enough portfolio to start like that. No. Unless you were particularly lucky or knew a lot of people through other ends of the industry, possibly. But That's not always the case for a t- lot of people, is it? No, completely, yeah. Like, luck has played a big part in it and being in the right place at the right time. For sure. I think has helped, but it's also you need to put yourself in that place. I, t- I totally agree. And another reason why I do these podcasts, because I like to surround myself with people who better than me like I know a little bit about cameras like I've got my vlogging camera right here I've got got my Sony A5100 but I surround myself with people because I'm I'm still basic when it comes to cameras like what lens should I get and then it's what body should I have but it's all down to what are your goals with that camera yeah and it can be a bit
1: of a a minefield especially with cameras now because there are so many brands and
0: and but they're I so expensive too. Me,
1: oh yeah, completely. Every camera brand at the moment makes
0: a great camera. Yeah. So I quite often get people saying, what camera should I get or what brand should I go down? And
1: really, any route you go down will provide you with a good camera
0: for sure. like the nowadays standards. What yeah, so What's the price you want to be willing to pay for it? Exactly, Again, yeah. What that's do you want to do with the camera? Yeah, and it, it's hard. I spent the last seven months swimming everything on my phone because I dropped yeah. this and I, I bent the lens, which was the kit lens I had on it previously. And right, I just uh, never had to pay. Yeah, I, n- I just never had the money to get it again. And you just got to be, um, you just got to think on the spot and try and make do with stuff. But how did, how did you come up with getting all your camera equipment? So like, would you lease it and then borrow it, or until you had the money to buy your own equipment? Because I know so some really, people that do that.
1: Where I've been doing it for so long, I started off years ago with a really cheap bet. I used
0: to do it a lot on film cameras, so like old. Yeah vintage film and having to send that off to get developed which was fun but it gets really expensive after a while yeah and you can only say shoot 30 pictures and then you
1: have to send it away and spend a tenner on getting those pictures developed and back to you so I think I just saved up a bit of money from birthdays and Christmases and the like and brought my first camera which was possibly a Nikon 3300 at the time which is probably crazy outdated now Um, and then yeah that just came in the kit lens and I used that for a few years and then through kind of meeting other people and working with people when they would upgrade their lenses or cameras i'd kind of get cheap deals wherever possible mm-hmm. so even when it came to the point that i started to offer paid work i had already built up a usable kit like sure. it's not anywhere near the kind of kit that i have now but that's what sure. i've got from working with on bigger projects and being yeah. able to increase budgets and the like but
0: really i just I got the best camera I could with a decent lens for the money and then just got out and used it as much as possible and then just upgraded bit by bit as I got to use it and realise where it was holding me back. I'd then upgrade it for something else. Which is good. Yeah. So when did you realise that it was like you had the clientele that you could jump ship, so to say, and start your own business moving forward with photography and doing the filmmaking stuff? So
1: it was actually around kind
0: of... January last, year, last so the year, start of 2019, that that was when I really
1: told myself, right, this is it. I'm going to go in full time and see if I can make it work. I'd been doing,
2: I'd kind of cut down to doing some part time jobs in yeah. 2018, and okay. then bringing up the kind of photography business on the side and balancing it out, which allowed me to shoot more on weekdays, which was obviously much better for that a lot of commercial clients. Yeah. and yeah, it's just slowly balancing out, and it just,
1: I think it got to the point. Probably wasn't paying me quite enough, but I just yeah. thought if I don't go all in, if I deal a lot better under pressure. So, if, with oh, the pressure I totally of needing to pay bills and getting yeah. enough money coming in each month, I just thought, well, if I just go all in, I'll make it work.
0: I'll have yeah. to make it work. How was it with like expenses and stuff? Were you like in a position where like everything was okay? Because I remember when I did it and I was, I was in that position where like I would be okay for like two months, and I had like a two month period where I was like, I had to get people involved in the classes, I'd get people involved in right, one to one yeah. sessions.
1: Yeah, so when I started, I I saved up like a little bit of money so I knew I had a couple of months where I
0: could maybe not earn as much as yeah. what I look to do in a month um, and use that. And so I had my few regular clients and a few kind of big projects that I'd
1: lined up at the start of when I wanted to go full-time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely it was it's a real learning curve going from what I would say is like almost doing a part-time hobby to actually running yeah. it as a business it's so a, it's a, a strange
0: months. feeling because I don't know about you but I was always like this like where, when I came from school it was like I went into working in a cafe then I worked at Waitrose and then that's when I started realising from college I was like okay I actually want to do a job that I enjoy I kind of always yeah, thought yeah. that I had to not do a job that I didn't enjoy but like I was always going to have hobbies It were never going to be like full-time jobs if that made sense yeah so, yeah so it, yeah it, it was a really it was a really strange feeling of being like oh I could actually make this a full-time job and oh, yeah, it, it, I to be fair
1: I've now like a year in full-time and have been doing this for a few years and I still find it pretty bizarre sometimes I turn <laughs> up to a shoot and I'm like oh, I'm I'm getting paid to be here
0: like yeah it is it's surreal isn't it it's cuz it's a strange feeling as I, I think what um, was hard for me was I spend a lot of time working at home on my laptop and then going to the gym training clients and then taking some of the sessions. I was so used to like, you know, it's a nine to five job. I'm going to a different yeah. facility doing my work. Then I come home and it's like, that's my day done. Whereas for me yeah. now, my day is anywhere from six o'clock in the morning till even sometimes midnight.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, it's my day is kind of all over the place. So obviously I shoot on, all of my shoots are done on location. I don't have a studio.
0: No. Is that something not, that you look so. to get, in, you'd love
1: uh, down the line It's kind of my goal To have an office space With studio facilities But yeah. a lot of the work That I want to do Is on location It's working with businesses Showing I'm, off In their, say... their like, area So I'm not so much Of like a kind of Headshot portrait photographer no. So I don't need
0: A large studio space no. But definitely to have like an office or a creative space that i can bring people yeah. into and we can work on projects together and meet with clients yeah so you definitely kind do of you like doing like the, the outdoor shoots and stuff you like because that pretty that fits in with your childhood really like you said with the jobs that you've had working outdoors and the things that you like yes, doing with your yes. bikes and stuff it kind of feels like home to you
1: yeah so i really kind of when i went full-time i started really kind of seeking out outdoor brands and sports brands and through that I kind of got back into training in the gym. That's oh, obviously something you know a lot about. and Through kind of my own life in the gym, I started meeting other people and deciding, actually, there's a lot of
0: need for kind of photography and advertising for fitness. personal trainers and gym owners. Especially you so now past, on social media. Exactly, yeah. And there are so many guys locally that people that want to stand out are going to have to kind of go that extra mile.
1: So the past six months, I've made it a bit of a goal just to really like dive quite deep into the kind of fitness industry and just yeah. work with people in like sports and fitness, personal trainers, yeah, gym sure. owners and the like, which has been amazing to me because I've learned so much that I can take on board for my own
0: training was, yeah.
1: and then I can give them the kind of value and expertise of my side of the business really.
0: And that's why I think that's what's great with networking with people and that's what I mentioned previously is like why I love doing the podcast because I've always said to people I find podcasts selfish but selfless in the sense of yes, yeah. I, I get to learn a lot from you for my own sake but what we talk about is also benefiting the audience that are listening.
1: Yes, completely, yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, everyone that you bring on can give their own kind of individual value yeah. to your audience and yourself, really.
0: and, and it's just being a sponge because... When I grew up, I was like, "Oh no, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll learn everything in fitness, no problem." It's like when you get older, you're like, "I'm never gonna know everything," and it's yeah. okay because you know there's always gonna be people better than you. But it's just about getting in that mindset of I just want to be the better version of myself. And yeah, be the yeah, best you can.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I'm exactly the same. Like I always tell a lot of people that I'll never stop learning. Really about this, No. about <laughs> the business side of things, the creative side of things.
0: Yeah, if you want, with... if you want your business to grow, you have to grow with it.
1: Yes, completely. And it's, it's really, it's not like, it's not capped. It's no, never it's ending. never
0: ending. Like, you can keep learning and bettering yeah. yourself. And if you're someone that can't keep up with that, then having your own business is not for you. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed. Cause that's what I was worried about. Cause I was like, <laughs> am I someone who can have his own business or am I not? And you know, time's still going to tell. But I remember when I was working for different companies, it's not like I, I didn't really like being told what to do. I just felt like I could always do a better job and I didn't like how it wasn't on my terms. Yes, yeah, I was, so I was listening to your podcast you recorded with Tom, Tom. the other day, actually, yeah. and the section where you were both talking about
2: not really being good with having a boss, Yeah, and that really resonated with me, like,
1: oh, I've been really fortunate, all of the jobs that I've had, I've really enjoyed, really
2: liked, and got on really well with everyone, <laughs> yeah. and I've never had
1: what I would call, like, a horrible boss, but there was you moments where, <laughs> oh yeah, very, yeah, definitely, um, but there was always moments where I thought, oh, I would do that differently, or... why don't we try this? And just kind of being told that, well, he said it, so you've got to do it. Yeah, just never really sat quite right with me. So I think that was one of the big deciding factors that I've known for a good few years that I wanted to work for myself and build my own business.
0: Did you always knew that you you could do it? Like, obviously, there's always nerves there. But were you like, like you mentioned a minute ago, you like having that pressure. Did you know as soon as I make this jump, I know there will be difficult times, but I'll make this work?
1: To be honest, yeah.
0: I still don't know. <laughs> oh, that's totally understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still totally understandable.
1: I just know that I will kind of give it my best.
0: Yeah, and, and that's works. all you can it's do. It's really amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I know the same feeling. Like Christmas time, beginning of the new year, it's a difficult time for myself um, with clients and stuff. I'm not, yes. I'm not sure about yourself. And it is, you question yourself at times. Like, am I okay with this? Is it all right? And then what I've realized from transitioning from other jobs is the marketing's all on me, like, I now need to yes. yeah, acquire yeah. different skills, which is, like, I thought I was okay at marketing, and then you get a kind of, like, kick in the teeth of, oh, I really don't know anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's always something new to learn.
0: Which is amazing. The way,
1: like, social media is kind of changing. Oh, it's so advanced. So it's like, every month, yes, you could think you've kind new. of mastered one side of advertising, yeah. and then they'll completely change the algorithm or the way adverts yeah. work, and that'll yeah. be like voice really and you'll have to learn everything For
0: again sure. i can't remember the gentleman's name uh are you on tiktok uh i'm
1: not currently but i'm looking to be soon yeah just
0: because the growth of that at the moment is pretty crazy it's it's incredible there's um uh, one of my friends a fitness guy um named called george fit has been on there no longer than a month he's nearly already on 200k followers and he's Jesus. nearly surpassed two million likes already Wow! And yeah. so you don't get that anywhere else. <laughs> no, and because of the organic growth, don't get me wrong, it'll be like Facebook, it'll be like Instagram to a point. Oh where yeah, like it, it then will, it will mellow out to the sense of like, everyone will have like followers, but it won't be, it won't be um, weird that someone has over a million likes. Like if you watch a video now on Instagram and it has a million views, you're like, wow, this person's doing yeah. really well. Whereas if you see that on TikTok now. It's like if someone got a thousand likes, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. And Instagram and Facebook were both like that, really, <coughs> when they started. And
0: every yeah. platform has to start somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Build its kind of organic reach and its audience, and then say, well,
1: we've done something for you. Now we're going to either charge for advertising or for sure. make pay contracts to reach more.
0: Definitely. Or and reach th- a newer audience. And really. there's a photographer and videographer on there. I'll have to, I can't remember his name, but I'll have to send him to you uh, yes, over yeah. after this. He gets millions of views and he he's like yourself he goes out and just he will make like a so for example he got a someone to stand in front of London Bridge and he'd go up to strangers and just ask them, can I get some photography of you and stuff like that and he'd make like uh, like a ripple in the water and would get like the reflection of the bridge and somebody and he'd right. do all these really cool effects or he'd um, yeah, yeah. do one where it looked like someone was digging into like chucking dirt into a plant pot so he'd cut the bottom out of it he'd stick the camera <laughs> And he'd get them to shovel some soil yeah, in. Yeah, I,
1: so I think I've seen him on Instagram, but I'd put yeah. posts on And both they, they've
0: they been yeah. getting like tens of millions of views, mm. which is just maybe a, an idea, something that you could do as well, which will capture yes, the eye yeah, of people, like yeah. being very creative and out of, the, out of the box with it, which I think would be great.
2: Yeah. yeah, so something I've been focusing on, or another platform that I've been
0: focusing on a lot lately, is LinkedIn as well, so I don't know if you use it at all. I'm, I'm on it, I, I post yeah. like two to three times a day. Yeah, but I'm I'm not using it right. Right. Yeah. So
1: it's it's still I think very new, and I think
0: ninety percent of people aren't using it right. Really. Mm-hmm. But are you, do you have similar? Are you paying <laughs> a month for it? No, not at the moment. Because there's so some business ones you can use on it. Because that's why I was confused. Because yes. like I'm trying to do it organically, where I post something and try and get the attraction and build connections yeah. with people, and I get the odd like, like literally the odd like. Right. Whereas, I oh yeah, I've, I've not done too much of my research on it, which I need to. Yeah. So. It's similar to TikTok. Its organic reach is pretty big at the moment. Maybe yeah. not quite in the thousands or millions that TikTok has, but I think it's a really good position for kind of photographers and videographers like myself because it is more of a business space. Yeah. So it's where more businesses go or people
1: that are high up in businesses instead of Facebook and Instagram, which is more the younger kind of age of the exactly. spectrum, really. Yeah. And just through commenting on other people's pictures all of their followers will then see that or yeah. if someone comments on
2: yours all of their
1: followers will see that which is exactly how facebook used to be back when facebook started but obviously facebook has
2: taken that all the way now in order to kind of make you pay for ads yeah so even without paying for the linkedin
1: subscription which i think is is pretty expensive at the i've
0: moment. looked so one's like five pounds a month but like no sorry not i think it was like 12 pounds a month yeah i might be corrected and then it goes up to like Twenty six ninety nine and then mm. forty five ninety nine yeah, for like the which full package. Lot, but
1: I think that's aimed more obviously the like bigger businesses.
0: High-end businesses, businesses um, yeah. But the thing is at the moment you don't really need to pay for it. So I did no. the 30-day free trial
1: just so I could build up a kind of bigger base of connections because on the free trial you can add as many connections as you want every day. It's unlimited. Really? It's a really good idea because okay. I think you're capped at five or something per day if you're on the non-paid trial. yeah. It's a good idea to use that to add as many connections in your field, or kind of people you want to work with, or people you want to learn from,
2: and then cancel the trial at the end, and you've already built up a good kind of base of connections and followers. Pretty
0: sure. So, how much interaction are you getting if you don't mind me asking? So, when I, when you do a post, like, what's your average amount of maybe um, like the engagement that you'd get? Because for me, like, I'd, I'd be lucky if I even get one like. Like, I'll get people that will view it, but like actually, like a like and people taking notice of what I've posted is very minimal. right
1: so at the moment i've well i've been working on kind of
0: all of my clients content so okay
1: I'm the one of those people that tells everyone to post as much as they can, but I myself actually don't post nearly enough, which is a bit of a shame. But it's definitely something that I need to work on this year is balancing my own content with working on all of my clients. I
0: was going to say, it can be difficult sometimes, especially if your full-time job is creating other people's content. Yes, yeah,
1: definitely. Um, But what I use LinkedIn more for is kind of building the connections and then sharing value through either I do share posts or kind of blog posts from my website into LinkedIn.
0: Yes. But it's
1: getting in direct messages with people that are
2: in areas of the industry that I want to work in, I got you. offering value, sending kind
1: of <laughs> booklets of free information or kind of tips and tricks for different social media hacks and then starting conversations that way. Yeah. So, yeah, thing. so most – I haven't really been tracking, like, the actual engagement on my posts as such. It's just more – I use it as a way of getting kind of my foot in the door with big companies or yeah. different areas of the industry that I'd like to work
2: with.
0: Yeah. And and that's really, really good. I think that's where I struggled a little bit is for me, like I was using it like it being Instagram or like it being Facebook where like I just post something. And for me, it's like, I'm trying to promote like circuit classes and my brand. And it's trying to make the connections of people that are within that. And yes. what I've been doing is kind of, I've connected with a few people that I've, uh, like within the fitness industry right. I've been sending a lot of messages via email uh, sorry email sorry um, I've been sending messages over Facebook and Instagram trying to get yes. a lot of people as well involved into doing the podcast because yeah, what I know yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, that kind of side of it so the
1: podcast would be great because everyone on there is a professional in
0: their yeah. own industry and what I noticed with the, the current situation I'm in is where I want to focus a lot on my business and luckily I've been able to create it so it's literally within walking distance of my home. So five minutes down the road is the gym I train my clients. I could do a 15-minute walk and go to my circuit classes. Nice. Like, yeah. I, I didn't need my car. The only time I needed my car was when I was working in Midhurst beforehand. Right. Sold my car, and then I was thinking, okay, the only problem is is when I do my podcast, I don't have a studio or anything. My, my podcast isn't that big right now. I was like, yeah, well, yeah. what's a way that I can still get a lot of guests on and not have to travel very far, because I don't have a lot of money, so me having to get a train or a bus and trying to organise with people that are busy themselves, like you, and other high-business people I want to get in, I was like, well, I could do it over FaceTime. I could do it yeah, over it Skype.
1: so much easier to and fit in for everyone's schedule, really.
0: Exactly, and don't get me wrong. Yes, it might not be as crispy-clear as if they're sat right next to me, but it's, yeah. it's the value that you're giving. I think people, if they can resonate and connect with what you're saying, they don't really care too much about the quality. I feel like the quality is in the eye of the beholder.
2: Yes, completely,
1: yeah. And the, I think there are still things that you can do, even if you're recording
0: over Skype, of kind of, kind of upgrading to different microphones at some point. Yeah. And still, you can increase really the
1: quality can... and still keep it remote and pretty, pretty flexible sure. for whoever you're bringing on.
0: Yeah. And I, that's something I picked up with um, speaking to Tom as well was when we were doing the podcast, we were like, are you going to be the expert or the host? And for me is where I'm coming into doing the podcast, and I'm only 20 years old doing my fitness stuff. If I'm sat here trying to talk about all fitness and trying to seem like an expert, it's like I'm I'm 20 years old. I don't have that much experience. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to do the host as well, because then you're you're networking with people, you're getting to know others who are in other industries, yeah. and getting to know uh, a, a lot of a lot of well-talented uh, people. Um, and the question I wanted to ask yourself was. What do you think the importance is of having a job that you love? So how has having a job that you love, waking up every single day doing, changed the outlook you have on on life? Oh, God, I I think it's
1: huge, but I definitely agree with your earlier point that it's only for certain people. Yes. Because as
2: much as I have my own (laughs) flexibility, I can choose kind of when I work, where I work, how much money I make. On the flip side of that is sometimes I have to
1: work twice the amount of hours as most normal kind of nine-to-five jobs. Yeah. Sometimes maybe I don't make as much money as I wanted to or I can't go on holiday because I've got a big client that wants to do a shoot on a certain date. Yes, yeah. So as much as there's a huge amount of flexibility, there's a bit of give and take, especially in the early days. For sure. But for me, it's, it's been like a game changer, really, because the actual work is something that I want to do. So not only is it flexible, but even when I'm working, I'm enjoying it. Yes, which is what and you want, isn't it? Yeah, completely, and just like from a mental health standpoint, you don't want to spend Why? like half of your day or more than half of your day, five days a week, doing something that you don't really yeah. enjoy or doesn't kind of spark any passion.
0: Yeah, and I, I literally couldn't agree more. And people sometimes think I'm strange for how much I talk about doing something that you enjoy. And yeah. I think mainly my age or a lot of people, 20 years younger, even roughly... Um, 25 as well like a lot of people are doing it for the wrong reasons of they want to try and get loads of money yes and it's like yeah i want yes. to have loads of money because i want to have this nice house and i want to have all these fancy clothes and stuff and i feel like it's it's a shame because you wake up every single day doing a job that you hate but you can only enjoy the money that you've earned for maybe maximum of like six weeks within the year for when you get holiday yeah. that you're allocated and then it's back to doing a job that you hate um, I, 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 can't, I, yeah, sometimes, I
1: can't wrap my
0: head no, around personally but... words take out my mouth yeah yeah <laughs> I find it um, yeah it's, it's bad personally I feel
1: yeah but I think we're also in that kind of age where there's a lot of people selling this new I think, like, being an
2: entrepreneur or running your own business is now, like, the new kind of in thing to do. Cool, and yeah. Like,
1: every day you see these adverts of people sitting on a beach with their laptop saying, Me well, and... I learned how to run my business like this.
0: So <laughs> Me and Tom spoke about you... this, the whole passive yeah, income yeah, exactly. stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, if if you're running your own business, you need to love putting in the work. Yes. And I've learned this from watching people like Gary Vee, listening to people like Completely, Tom yeah. Dillieu. Uh, listening to marketers such as Seth Godin, like you, you have to love the job and the process. Like if you yeah. want to, there, there was one actually I loved, which I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, well, Gary V did a was on stage, and some guy was like, uh, "I I want to make money um, being on a beach in Mexico." He's like, "Sorry, did you, did you did you actually just say that?" And he was like, "Yeah, no, I want to be making tens of thousands of pounds whilst laying on a beach in Mexico." He went. Just the look on his face, like, I think it took him a while yeah. to actually reply. And he was like, mate, no, you need to enjoy working. Yes. Like, th- there is a thing called passive income, but like, it-, it isn't passive income. Because me and Tom mentioned, like, for example, passive income is something if you were doing dropshipping, for example. Yeah, yeah. And maybe in a month you sold a product and got £50,000. But it will get to a point is the demand of that product won't be as high as it was previous months. And you might have gone from earning 50000 down to maybe £2,000 a month like you couldn't just live on that continuously for the next 10 years. Oh no, completely.
1: It and all of those things are so short lived like yeah. even if they last a month would be like a good month because these for products sure. like the hot new product will sell within a week and then suddenly everyone yeah. that's doing drop shipping is selling it so the yeah. market's flooded with them.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. So when when I hear that I'm just like no and a lot of people my age will be like I was getting my hair cut not too long ago and someone was talking about like, yeah, I'm on like 4,000 pounds a month now. Like, it's really good. Like, I'm I'm able to do all this stuff. And it's like, you can see the look in the barber's face and they're like, I I, I don't care how much money you earn. Mm. And the people seem to think it's something that's really important. And I'm like, look, if you enjoy your job and you are happy, whether that brings you a lot of income or it doesn't, you're winning. Completely. You you should be happy. If you're waking up every single day, like, I cannot wait to go to work, do this job, that's that's what it should be
1: yeah 100% like some days if like some weeks i may be quieter i've spent more time kind of sat on the laptop doing edits yeah i'm always looking forward to the next time that i actually
0: get yeah. to go out and work yeah and ha- happiness fluctuates don't get me wrong like some days you're oh, yeah. like you're you're great but like at the bottom line if you know you enjoy your job then it's you're always going to be it's about perspective as well like you know that you love your job there's different difference so like i'd go into when i was working at Waitrose. i'm like what am i doing here like i re- i'd have to force myself to do the job Yes, yeah, yeah, and that's where you don't you don't want to you don't want no, to. No, that's a that's a bit of a dangerous game to
1: play. I think if you really going to force yourself <laughs> even to get out of bed in yeah.
0: the morning. Like, I I can't stay in bed any longer than about like seven o'clock in the morning. Like that that's my routine. I wake up at like six half past six, read, and then I'm I'm out ready to go because I feel like I don't want to waste the day. Yeah, yeah, completely. Like, you can get so much done in one day. Yeah, people don't people don't realise. Like, when I started doing my own business and working my own stuff, I understood the saying of there's not enough hours in the day. Yes. Like, I totally understood it. Because if you want something to be, like, yourself, like, you're a perfectionist. Like, you don't want to finish a job unless you know it's precise. It's exactly what you wanted and what the client wanted. That can be something that what you work on the entire day. So in order to do other things, it's like, it, it can take you a week to do certain things it's it's ridiculous yeah yeah i think like especially for those of us that are self-employed, like planning days is like massive because it is very easy to be busy but
2: not actually achieving anything oh that
0: is so (laughs) the amount of yeah i'm not i had to admit that to myself probably about two two months ago is i was i was running around like a headless chicken i was like i'm so busy but then when i sat there i was like what have i actually done i was like yeah. Nothing that's gonna allow my business to grow yeah. or me to grow as a person. Like at all. Yeah. And that's why like I make sure I have a diary that I write down every single day. I'm like, what are the things I need to do today? And I'll underline the one the two things or the three things that are necessity that are important to get done. Yeah, completely. Which you will and allow even, me to move forwards.
1: Even just sitting down for five minutes at the start of the day or even just 10 minutes at the start of the week and kind of outlining what you need to get done and when you want to get it done. Yeah, It's going to save you hours over that week Yeah, and that can free up time for you to do whatever you want or spend time with your family or get those other jobs that aren't quite so important done
0: so you've got even more time next week to focus back on the important stuff. And how have have you done with that, like structuring your organisation? Is that something that you've been good at naturally or it's something (laughs) you've had to develop over time? Because I'll be honest, mine's awful. Mine's not been good. I'd be someone that would leave things to the last minute. Yeah, so I'm, I'd say, naturally fairly unorganized most of the time.
1: And then I'll go through kind of like odd stages of getting loads of stuff done and getting everything organized. And then I'll let it slip away and I'll forget things and I'll do things last minute. So it's something that I'm still working on a lot and definitely kind of writing things out in a diary or I use like
0: Google Calendar and just get all the notifications through to my phone. Yeah, Just making sure I take a bit of time to work out what really needs to be done what's going to bring more business in or more money into the business yeah and what i've promised to existing clients yes. getting all of those done first and then worrying about all
2: the other little jobs that can take up your time
1: and not actually bring that much value back
0: yeah and i i, I totally agree with that i've struggled with making sure that i get distracted with the small little things so for me this year a big focus has been content is i'm trying yes. to do two podcasts a week three YouTube video uploads, posting three times a day on all my other social medias. So I'm posting on eight other social medias like every single day and then the ninth will be YouTube doing three videos a week. It's so easy to get caught up on that and then forget Completely, to do yeah. everything else that needs to make my business grow. Yeah. And then when you don't... Yes, there's earn like the old saying
1: thing. of working smart, not, not working, working hard. hard. Yeah. yeah. Especially with things like social media content on all the platforms like yeah. There are a lot of good scheduling tools around, so yeah. sitting down at the start of the week and scheduling the week's content yeah. is a way to clear up a whole load of time. Because for me, I know if I want to post, say if I put up a picture on Instagram, yeah. if I don't schedule it and I wait for the day and I think, oh, I'll put that shot up today, I go onto Instagram, I post it, sort out of the caption, whatever. But then Instagram's open, so I'll
0: have a little scroll through, I'll comment on a few things, I'll look through and that's yeah. 20 minutes gone instead of just 30 seconds of doing a post or scheduling a post. I'm guilty of that. I'm so guilty <laughs> of it. It's not It's not good. You do, you get distracted. And I even got to the point where I unfollowed accounts that were not bringing me any benefit. So I follow a lot of business oh, yeah, people. Completely. I follow a lot of uh, social media people, big business influencers. Just so that I don't get distracted by pointless stuff, which yeah. just does not bring my business or myself any value at all. Completely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think... Everyone, every now and again, should kind of
2: just have a look through all their social medias and either think, are we really close friends or are you bringing
1: any
0: actual value to my day by looking at your content? And that's another thing. A lot of people are like, oh, social media is really, really bad. I was like, social media is like everything. Too much social media is bad, but at the same time, what will influence the maybe you getting depressed or feeling um, insecure or whatever is following the wrong people. Like If you're following all these models and everything, it's like you're only re-in... well, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I can't, I can't read the word I'm looking for, but you're just going to make the whole situation worse. Of like, yeah. oh, you're just reinforcing the fact of oh, they look better than me, or whatever. Like, I, I struggle. Like, I struggle that a lot with clients who will come to me and say things like that.
1: Yeah, it'd be like building your kind of friendship group out of people that you really don't like or aren't that nice to you. Yeah, that wouldn't be very clever. Just in the sake of having say, friends. No, are not good for me. More people need to do that on their social media. And if there are things yeah. that are upsetting them, or if they're the kind of person that needs to kind of see how they stack up next to someone
2: else you yeah. need to clear a lot of that out of out of
0: your daily life really because it's not a healthy place to it, be it, it really isn't and I said to a lot of people I probably wouldn't be on social media if it wasn't for my business A 100% yeah
1: I would think I'm the same because
0: I like so much of my business
1: revolves around yeah. social media but yeah
0: because I'm a, I'm a very I'm a people person I like being around my family I like being around my friends Social media and running your own business is with where everything's going in this world. Social media holds a big part of what you do. Like some of the clients, most of my clients have been through social media. A couple, quite a lot of them have been through word of mouth. But initially now, if people want to go and see your service, they look at your social media for what you've done. You don't, you don't go now with like what you might have done previously with a portfolio of like, here are some of the pictures I've taken and show it, show (laughs) like a, a memory stick of, I'm just plugged this into your computer, like this is the videos I've made. It's like my social media is my portfolio. Yes. And yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It, it's showing pretty, pretty much all. all of my work comes through either like word of mouth through clients yeah. but, or through kind of organic social media reach really. And yeah. a lot of the word of mouth, someone will say, oh, here's his Instagram. Look at this. Or exactly. Go it, check him out. And that, that's how I got already. in contact with you. Cause I saw your yeah, stuff completely. and was like, that's, that's great. And, like I, I spoke to you previously. As I, I didn't have the money at the time, and that was no disrespect to yourself, because like you know, you you set these prices for what you do, and it's amazing. And yeah. what what you do is worthy of the prices that you you put up, and that's how you constantly keep growing as a business. Because yeah. what I learn from a lot of other people is, like you, you need to set your boundary of these are my prices. I'm not gonna go any lower. Because what I used to do was oh, I really want that client. So it would normally be £35 for a session. I'll, I'll give it to you for 15 But then yeah, yeah. what will happen is they'll go to someone and go, I've got it for £15. And then the next person who's their friend will be like, well, you're charging me 35 but they got it for £15. Yeah. Like, that's not fair.
1: Yeah, you're only going to kind of alienate your, yeah. your the audience that are already around you and your, yeah. your actual trusting
0: clients. Yeah, for, for sure. And that's why like I, I said... Uh, to you there'll be at some point where i'll definitely do some shoots and something with you because i like i like your style and how you do things from what i've seen oh, thank you and i think it's, it's really really good um, and yeah, sure. what, what are some of your goals for 2020 uh, what's some things that you want to get lined up for this year so well uh, yeah so i've got quite a few
1: goals kind of written down a couple of like the bigger ones um i want to launch i'm launching a second company
0: wow which... are, you, are you able to talk about it is that something that you want uh,
1: to i will to be fair this is probably the first time It's aired at all, really, anywhere online. I will be posting more about it.
0: Manifest it out there? Yes, thank you very much. So (laughs) I'm obviously working under my personal brand at the moment. Yes. This year I'm looking to grow and pick up bigger
1: clients, and to do that I'm going to be bringing some people on board.
0: I was going to ask you, were you the only person currently? Yes, at the moment it's
1: just me. I freelance for some other people and have have had help on other shoots but it's something that I'm hoping to become more regular to build a team around me so yeah. I'll be meeting with local freelancers and a couple of guys lately that will be coming on board probably
2: around summertime this year on a more regular basis so That's I'll be amazing. launching a second company that won't have anything to do with my name no. some of my current clients will kind of go over there and be looked after by that side of the business That's and I'll still yeah. be doing all of my smaller kind
1: of all my like PTs and fitness stuff will still be under Steve Man Media, yeah. And then the other business will focus on bringing on board kind of bigger clients and businesses and companies that aren't just like one person no. like yourself.
0: It's exciting though. Like even just hearing you say that gets me excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. So there's there's a lot of work, a lot of goals that are kind of based around just launching that, which is yeah. kind of one big goal in itself. Um, and people don't realize how long that actually takes. Just because you have an idea, there's so many small intricacies that go yes. into that. It's not so straightforward. Yes,
1: completely, and I want I want to kind of continue running the exact same service that I run yeah. to them. all of my regular clients at the moment. I don't want it to impact them at all. No. The same I want it to benefit them.
0: Yeah. Do you have a name um, for the company another... yet?
1: I do, but that I haven't released anywhere. So okay. I'll be posting that soon. But I won't say to. Sure to let you know. Yeah, yeah
0: I'll, I'll I'll make sure I keep up to tabs with it. Or I look it forward is to still hearing it. It's kind
1: of in development, so I don't want to say it
0: now yeah. to
1: change and people
0: to be. Really I I, I know exactly what you mean. I had the struggle when I did mine, so because of wanting it to grow and expand, I always struggle with, like, there's only, like, a limitation of what I can do with my name. Yes. Personally. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you get gyms like David Lloyd, and you have companies like Tommy Hilfiger and Ralph Lauren, and, like, yeah. like Tommy Hilfiger, this is, a, this is a person. Like, this is somebody. But they've managed to do it where they're not the face of it. Yeah, yeah, completely. And, and I think it's... Yeah. It's a really
1: good place to start for smaller businesses, especially yeah. for like businesses like mine and yours where we, we're working with one person or small groups. Yeah, It's really good to have your own name because you are the business, your personality for is sure. a huge part of the business. But then if you do want it to grow and you
2: want to bring in other people, like I'm looking at sending different videographers out to shoots and some of them I won't be there. Yeah. So I'll be
1: sending someone to my clients. It's a bit more tricky in that kind of respect
0: if you're working under a named brand. Yeah. Yeah, it's I more attached to the person but I think it,
1: it's definitely a good place to start for PTs and even like photographers yeah. that are working with smaller
0: I groups agree. of clients it's just hard sometimes to get out of that especially like I said I build it to the point where like my face is my brand and yes. I don't know if you've heard of it but there's a company called F45 who are yeah, a yeah. Uh, like a hit training class and yes. there are multiple locations around the world and the guy that created it you know His name's Rob... I can never pronounce his second name, so I don't want to butcher it, but his name's called Rob. (laughs) And, like, people... If they think of F45, they don't think of... They probably necessarily wouldn't think of him. But they've got people invested into it, like Mark Wahlberg's an investor into it. And what they do is they lease out... Or they hire, like, calls and stuff, and then they get personal trainers over to be the managers, and they take a percentage of whatever they make, whatever. And in my head, I was like, that's something I'd love to do one day. But again... SNF is like I I want people to say SNF not Scott Norgate Fitness (laughs) and I I want it to kind of then be taken away from me and yeah I think that's like yourself is when you put when you're trying to come up with a name it's, it's what avenue do you want to go with it like, yeah, yeah.
1: and that is something as well that really takes time because I'm sure when S45 launched, yeah. most people would have thought of Rob or the people behind
0: it. Yeah, that's and totally now it's true. got
1: bigger and it's grown into kind of its own entity. True. Like a solid brand is going to take time. Like, yeah, it's that's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. So it will happen eventually if that's something you focus on and start
0: doing. I, t- I totally, yeah. I, I, I get that. to grow and bring people yeah. on. And I think it's hard cool. as well because when like, I came up with the logo and I came up with all the design and stuff, like, I made that in a college class. And you know when like you try and come up with other things, and you always are not going back to it. Yeah, yeah. Completely. I was like, I think I because I, I, I know my name so well. I'm like Scott Norgate. Oh, is that like is that just really cringy? That's so cliche. It's the same thing. Like everyone just puts fitness at the end of their name. And then I was just like, nah, I really like the logo. I could I could do something with it. So like said, you said, know, yeah, in time it could become its own entity. it could yeah, be, It could do well.
1: And as it grows, people will like naturally start thinking less about. Me. You as a person, or about it as its own brand.
0: Yeah, that, that just comes with
1: time, really, and really focusing on yeah building what your brand stands for, other than just yeah.
0: you behind the business. How have you gone around doing that for your business? I mean, I know you said that you were networking with other companies. Like what kind of marketing techniques do you use? Like, do you just individually message companies? Do you go in and speak to them yourself? So. A lot of mine is through kind of word-of-mouth marketing, so yeah. I've been blessed with some really
1: amazing clients that are happy just to say good things about me all day long and I haven't <laughs> had to bribe them, which is always nice. Um,
0: which is a great feeling.
1: Yes, and then, yeah, really kind of just going in with businesses that kind of show interest and just talking to them kind of person-to-person or arranging phone calls. Um, all of my branding at the moment has been just based around me as a business because that's pretty much what I'm selling is my services. Yeah. And I do let people know that I can bring other people on if the project and the budget align and it is big enough to bring on other people Yeah, that is an option but really for me it has been all focused around like the Steve Man Media kind of brand and just for as sure. myself so a lot of it yeah word of mouth um, organic kind of social media Just trying to keep posting regularly so I'm always at the forefront of people's minds and then running the odd kind of I've always got a few Facebook ads running around not yeah. necessarily that are linked to a specific product but more just to kind of keep my face in people's minds. Mm, Yeah. So like Mm. at the moment I've got a few that will regularly be circling around like kind of fitness audiences because that's who I'm kind of pitching for at the moment. So even if it's not something that they necessarily see and want to buy a certain product straight away, in a month's time when they want to make some videos, they'll think, oh, who was that person I saw the other day on Facebook?
0: Or what's that advert that I've seen a few times? That's what I need to do with my class. For some weird reason I found out the other day, I was like, "I, I can't make Facebook ads. I don't know why, my account was blocked for some weird reason. So, I've recently, right, right. literally, yeah. as of yesterday, got it unblocked so I can start doing right. that with myself. I didn't want to be a pain. And, like, I look at some of our town's Facebook pages. So, we've got like four different ones. And, yeah. like, three times a day, I just kept posting on them. I was like, one, this is taking up uh, not a lot of time, but I'm like, it's just the repetitive same stuff. Like, I need to just do like the, the advertisements. But again, it's just down to how much money do you have to put into the marketing yes. that you yeah, do. Good.
1: And I think still at the moment, obviously it's on the up, but Facebook
0: advertising is hugely like underpriced at the moment. Yeah. So the amount of reach you can get if you kind of get it right, yes. and it does take a bit of trial and error, but there's nothing stopping you
1: creating five campaigns for the same advert, tweaking each of the target audiences and where they run, yeah, and just putting so a small well. budget on each of them, and then run that for a week, see what happens,
0: see what happens. get rid of the ones there.
1: that don't convert very well, and then just Keep focus on. on the ones that do.
0: And that's what I love about this whole business side of things. It is literally like a puzzle. It's playing a game of chess. Is yes. yeah, yeah. e- Every single day it's like trying to find what works. Because it is, like you said, trial and error. Just because something worked for somebody doesn't mean it's going to work for you.
1: Yeah. And everyone's businesses are so individual as well.
0: Yeah. Like you can't say that an
1: advertising campaign that worked for another gym or another personal trainer is going to attract the kind of clients that you want in your area.
0: No. Yeah. Area is different. Your clientele is different. Your target audience is completely different. Uh, different to theirs most of the time um so yeah i totally i I totally um, i totally agree with you um so what advice would you have for people as well who are maybe listening to this and they i've got a lot of friends i know who have just started getting into photography one being like one being my brother and things like that How, how would you what advice would you give to them starting like a business what are some of the things that um, you learnt that you found quite hard, that you struggled with, that maybe they could learn from as well, and moving forward with that. So yeah, definitely. Like one of the first things
1: I would say is just surround yourself with people that are where you want
2: to be. Yeah.
1: Try and make connections or friends with other like photographers or filmmakers that are in the industry that you want to. Offer them to kind of assist them or to go and help out on shoots, and if they've got any paid work, say you're available, and it's just an amazing way of learning. On the shoot, getting experience of working with different clients or maybe even bigger companies than you've ever had the opportunity to work with.
2: Yeah, and it also removes a bit of pressure because it's not like you're going in on your own. No. You'll always be with someone else. Um, getting a mentor has been a massive thing. It's something that's made a big difference to me. Past few
1: months, I've been working with a business mentor wow. okay, who has just great. been helping me see things more clearly in terms of just like the money side of the business and running marketing and making sure I'm earning enough money and
0: taxes and all that kind of boring side of stuff that no one really wants to think about when you want to become a photographer. You
1: just want to make nice pictures
0: and do some projects. Tax is the hard part. Well, not, Sort of. It's it's a boring part, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's something that takes time and it isn't fun and creative. But there are also, there are companies and there are accountants out there that if you want someone else to do it and if you've got the budget, it's very easy to kind of of hand it out. So that's another thing I'd say once, This is more, I guess, for people that have started their business and have already got a few regular clients and are making a comfortable income. Yeah. You start figuring out what
2: you can delegate. Yeah. And that this is more aimed at, yeah, I guess, people that are running their business and maybe want to grow and take on more people and bring in more work because you only have so many hours in the day. And if there's only one of you, there is a limit to
1: the amount of stuff you can do. For sure. But there is a lot of stuff in everyone's business that they can delegate out to other people. Yeah. Like uh, accounting, or for, for myself, like I'm looking at maybe bring on an editor at some point next year because yeah. that's the side of things that takes a lot of time. is being behind the computer
2: editing the images and putting films together for clients.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not easy at all. No. I, I know that myself. Like I I'm not amazing at editing, but you know I use my softwares. I use um, Premiere Pro to edit my videos, Lightroom, nice, for, yeah. uh, Photoshop. I use Audience for my. Um, podcast and I I self-taught on that just watch tutorials how to do after effects and like I'm I'm like a a basic level so when you see a load of people like yourself who's doing this for a job like the amount of time and hours that have gone into this it it is hard and for those of you that are listening and you don't know like editing isn't something that takes like 10 minutes and you're done even if you do (laughs) even if you do have yeah even if you do have presets already put there it's it's not it's not like that
1: yeah especially when it comes to video that is like it just starts taking so much time yeah really. um, but it's something that you don't want to skimp on like because that can make a huge difference you could have loads of really great footage and shot on an amazing camera that's cost thousands of pounds yeah. but if you don't put it together well and no. if the videos don't tell your story or the advert yeah. you're putting together doesn't reach the right kind of clients no. like all of that's kind of gone to waste, really.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I totally I totally understand. And I get that. Yeah. I, I've realised that with some of my videos. That I've shot so uh, many YouTube videos, done stuff with friends. And afterwards, when we put yeah. it together, we were like, oh, we, can do so, we can do... This isn't the level that we want. It can be better. Yeah. And yeah, it's just making sure that we plan. I think a lot of things I did at first was we just did it on the spot and just tried to come yeah. up with it. We didn't really put the plan and thought behind it. And then when we realised when right. we started doing that, your story is told better, the angles, how it's making yeah. um, the audience feel and things like this, like it's, a lot goes into it.
1: Yeah, like even just simple, not necessarily script writing, but just writing like a
0: bit of a timeline of where you want it to go, Yeah, it helps you shoot it a lot quicker as well because you know exactly what you need to do angles and, and you stuff. don't waste yeah. time getting shots that you don't need and it, it just helps everyone, especially if you're shooting with
1: a few people, it just means everyone's going to keep on the same idea and kind of... Yeah around the same theme because if you've got say three or four people involved they could each have their own crazy ideas and be filming here there and everywhere and none of it's going to
0: line up afterwards no for sure and back to when you mentioned about like delegating tasks to people it's as well it can be very hard to do that because where you've done everything yourself like you know how to do that side of the business that side of the business and you're like ah, oh, like, is that person going to do it as well as I could yeah. it's just having that trust of, if you want your business to grow you have to do that as, mu- as, yes, as hard completely. as it can be like, I'm getting my mum now to help with like my books as well so that's me giving her a little bit of money on the side she's taking nice, some time yeah. off my back I've hired a friend who's now going to do some um, editing for me especially where I'm yeah, doing yeah. all my YouTube videos and stuff he's going to do them for me he's going to help record my circuit classes and do my promos for that and it's, it's hard because you're like, oh, is he going to get the right angle? But then when you build up that relationship with them and you, he understands the stuff that you like, where, he want, where you want the direction of your business to go, you, after a while, you'll develop that yeah. um, bond and that understanding with each other.
1: Yeah, completely, and it's about putting kind of the right training and systems in place before you bring anyone in, or right at the start, yeah. so, I found that so the when you
2: bring that person in, you can get them to the level that you need, and yeah. they know exactly what they need to do,
0: and you're all on the same page, yeah. and then really, as hard as it
1: is, you just need to kind of switch
0: off and not worry about it. No, you just want to make everything so easy to follow, like, yes. I was using Google Sheets and doing all my documents for circuit classes, and I'm like, okay, is this easy to use, and Luckily it's it's been quite straightforward, but in time again, you you're always gonna develop things and change them. So Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah things just take like a bit of reviewing and especially when it comes down to systems and that side of things. Yeah. It take a bit like we said earlier, a bit of trial and error. Yeah. Just to make it as simple and as clear for everyone as possible, really. Yeah. So what are some of the big struggles that you faced starting your business? Like some things that were really hard for you to like hurdles to get over? Like you thought everything was great, then yeah, to work. No, that's a good question. Um, I think at the start, definitely, where
2: I had only really kind of... I'd shot a few weddings as paid jobs, and yeah. the rest of my portfolio was... It was
1: really just, like, me and my friends climbing or,
2: okay. like, mountain biking and stuff like that. Yeah. So it was hard to branch into the commercial space of actual businesses and let yeah. them know that I could, like... I can translate that side of my work to capturing their, like... Or
1: their business and their story, which is where like doing the odd job for free comes into place because you can get your hand in and you say, I'll shoot it all for free, you can use it, or if you don't like it, you don't have to. For sure, go in and do like the best job you can as if you were being paid a really big budget. Hopefully, they'll love it, and then that can give you some social proof to go on to the next client. Yeah, but even just getting some companies like when I started, I was I think I offered out free shoots to maybe 10 or 15 different companies before, wow. I, before I heard back from anyone. And these were all bigger companies in kind of industries that I have not worked in before. I've got you. And I was surprised. I thought, oh, I'm offering something for free. They're all going to take it up and I'm going to have this
2: great little kind of portfolio to start with. Wasn't and okay. only a few people really got back to me. So being persistent, I think, is like a massive thing when you start because yeah. people don't know your name. People might not even read yeah. your
0: emails. There are a lot of other people that are running their own businesses. There are a lot of other photographers there are a lot of other yeah. personal trainers it's just building that report with people yeah yeah so you need to start
2: building your brand around your name
1: and get a bit of evidence that you can do a good job and just
0: totally getting agree, that trust yeah. yeah you have yeah trust is a big one like you said there is like look at maybe for example people listening as well like your best friend there'll be a point where your best friend was your, was a stranger to you you didn't know them and then you built up a relationship with them as you got to know each other and then before you know it you you forget what it was like when you didn't know them if that makes yes. sense. So when yeah, you're trying completely. to build it, you want that literally same relationship if you're working with a business.
1: Yeah, Well one hundred percent. Yeah, like I think this goes for building any business. Like if you focus on doing the best job you can, providing a really strong
0: service that yeah. gets value back to your clients. Yeah, they're <laughs> gonna rave about you all day long. It's all, all, it, it's all about the clients. It's why Amazon do yeah. so well because they're all about yeah. the client completely. It's all about the client, and that's why people do so well. Like, if it's for you, your business is only going to be so so limited if it's if it's sort of client and you're doing like you said the best service you can to help that individual hopefully then they will just have best good things to say about you and like you said luckily for you that's been the case which is great yeah
1: yeah and i think if you're just in it to like make a bit of money you're going to kind of oh. you might make money short term
0: it's not like, long term.
1: yeah no. you're going to be in it for a short while All and you're going to probably annoy some people yeah but well, if you go above and beyond and if you're Providing say a service and you go outside of what you
2: said you'd offer yeah. and give them back more, like
0: they're gonna come back or they're gonna tell someone else to use your service yeah. because
1: like why wouldn't they really?
0: Yeah, and it's the impact you wanna have on people. Like I've been listening to so many people and I am a I'm a big follower of Gary V of like he just yes, turned 55 yes, and thirty um ten years ago when he was thirty five he was still working in his dad's liquor store. I mean yeah. I even mentioned this to Tom and I speak to him a lot on the I speak to a lot about him on the podcast <laughs> But it's just, he's a big um, factor of like, just take time, be patient. And a lot of people, yeah. a lot of reasons why people rush is because they want to prove things to others. Like, hi, look at me. Like, I have this business that is doing really well and I'm I'm 20 years old. Look, look how great I am. And it's like, you're 20 years old. Like, I used to think when I was 15 years old, 40 was really old. I was like, 40, you're done. He helped me realize, <laughs> and luckily with the lecturers I had at college, that, 40s still incredibly young and that means a lot of the
1: big businesses out there were started by people that were like in their 30s or 40s like Netflix, Amazon like all of these huge businesses they were started by people
0: that were definitely
1: 30 or older
0: yeah without a doubt and these people that have had the experience like you get a lot of people yes you might have had like Mark Zuckerberg and things like that yes he started Facebook in like his dorm at Harvard but again it's like Facebook is where it is when he's obviously now in, into his thirties. Like it took him yeah. a while to build it. Like yeah. It, it, yeah. He it started in his dorm room, but he didn't make any money. No, he didn't. Not, not at all. And it just shows people that you might, like you said, short term, you might make a couple of hundred thousand pounds. And like, that's, that's great. But like, is your business established to the point where it's longevity? Like, are you yeah. going to build that reputation? Like, look at people like Adidas, Nike, these people have been going around for 50, 60 years yeah so it's like yeah,
1: and that's and i I want to be in this game for as long as possible, really, yeah
0: like, you want to make your stamp, like you need to have a profound impact on your clients that like it is a domino effect like you said, word of mouth or your one day your your work is on maybe like a billboard or your work yeah, is completely. promoting these high companies that it's like, who took that picture? I love that, and it's oh it was Steve Mann, it's like, yeah. I need his details now, tell me
1: yeah, yeah, so another. Going back to when we were talking about kind of 2020 goals, another one of my goals this year is to get my work in like a major publication. So
0: that's incredible, like Men's
1: Fitness or something like that. That is kind be of awesome. At least a nationwide
0: yeah. fitness publication, just to start getting kind of my work out there a bit yeah, more. Yeah, and that's, that's amazing. And on that side of things,
1: I don't really know about. I know a few people that work in kind of publicity and ad- like that side of advertising. Yeah, too. I'm definitely going to have to kind of call them up and learn a bit more. Yeah. Um, But it's a
2: completely new side of it, and I think I'm going to learn a lot by kind of branching into that side of the industry, especially. Yeah,
0: but like you said, you you have to have these goals written down. Mm. Yeah. Uh, There was a podcast I listened to, and there's a guy called um, his name's called Charlie Rocket, and basically he was the music producer and manager for Chance the Rapper and people like Two Chains and like some rappers out in America, and he won like Grammys and stuff, and he. Always wanted to be like a, uh, like a, a, a Nike athlete and stuff. And he, was, he weighed like over 300 pounds. He was a big guy. Lost the weight. Um, he actually had a brain tumor, um, survived that. And yeah. it, it put his life into perspective. But he was talking about when he was in the music industry that this guy kept sending him beats every single day for five years. Yeah, that, and, and, that and, perspective? yeah and you think what yeah. that's like close to maybe or if not more like 2000 days in a row he's, yeah. he made beats sent them over made beats sent them over one every single day now he's making beats that Drake's been on Kanye West's been on all these big rappers and it was five years of persistence like you mentioned earlier just that constant hard work that you think yeah. for example yourself you have this one like men's health you're like I would love to take pictures for them every single day. Send them an email. Yeah. Send over your Completely. work to the point where it's like yeah. they'll look at it because you think how many emails they might get a day. Oh yeah, definitely,
1: like, like hundreds, if not more. Yeah, from people like myself and Shucks. Sure. Yeah,
0: you would have to send that five times a day mm. just to get there. And then you know, if you go to your emails, you always open the first one. So you need to try yeah. and be in the like the first <laughs> one, and the luck of that is so small. Yeah. And just to keep do it and keep do it and. I got that and learned that from listening to a podcast with um, Carrie V again. And it worked for me. Like I, I'm wearing a t-shirt now, but I've got five days of work experience at Gymshark Yes, in, yeah, yeah. In, in Birmingham. Because I just messaged someone on Facebook, uh, Instagram, who works there. And I said, I'll work for you for free. I just want to get some experience. And I did. Nice. And how was that? It was amazing. It literally made me yeah. realize how much... like It inspired me to make the podcast. It inspired me to put so much time and effort into my social media because I got... Uh, time I I did five days there. We had the sponsorship team and the social media team, and I realised the work that goes into it to get known and build a name for yourself. I was like, I'm not doing enough. <laughs> yeah, and that's what made. Yeah, me realize- if there's any
1: like company that knows growth
0: at the yeah, moment, it's, it's their They're
1: like, it was. Huge.
0: Have, did you see that trend going around when everyone's doing like that decade transformation of ten years? Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben France has done it. And what's funny is like, oh, Decade Transformation and it only been eight years from yeah, him flexing nasty. in his mum and dad's kitchen to then standing <laughs> outside the HQ. And I'm like, yeah, in, and he's tw- he's 27 turning 28 this year. Yeah. And you think what he's been able to do is it's ridiculous. And it's only something that should inspire you to be like, it can happen.
2: Completely, yeah.
0: you just got to put the work in, really, and the time. Without a doubt. And now it's one of those companies that, like, talk about longevity, that company's everywhere. Yeah, and they're going to be around for a while. For a long time. Kind of what they're doing and with all their developments and stuff, they're going to be around for a while. And I've just been doing the same thing that we mentioned. I've been messaging people, like, hopefully, from when I, the reason why I did the work experience and all the stuff that I listened to is if you're trying to get in with a company and you're asking straight away, like, can I do this? Can I do this to you? It's like, you're not, it, it, it puts them off and it's, it's yeah. it doesn't look very good so I literally did the work experience for them to be familiar with my face so they're like oh okay we recognise you so then if I come across them later on down the future sorry in the future they'll be like oh I recognise you from when you did the work experience yeah yeah and literally it's been a year later the guy that I did my work experience with uh, when he can find the time might be coming onto my podcast I've nice, one cool. of the videographers yeah. there I messaged him the other day to see if he wants to come on and he was like, oh, see, I need to speak to them about what I can say and what I can't talk about. And again, it's just building those connections because beforehand, I would have been that fangirl of like, oh my God, like, I want to be sponsored by this company. I want to work with them. And then you realise it's like, if you act like that, that's never going to happen.
2: No.
1: And what you've done is you've you've given them value by like a week of your time and worked for them for nothing. Yeah. So now they're kind of more inclined to give something back, whereas everyone that's just asking, if you just said, can you come on my podcast? Can you come on my podcast? Yeah, they're not necessarily like it's not going to get them any
0: more exposure than they've already got. No, but by actually saying, "Oh, I'll come and do this for you," and expecting nothing in return, yeah, is more likely going to build a
2: like much stronger relationship for
0: sure. And and they even turned around and was like, "Yeah, mate, I'd love to come on," because it was like, like I said, I, I'm not asking, I, I'm not asking for anything in return from them. Like, I, I didn't go there. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, by the way, like, I do this podcast. Like, could we? Could you jump on?" Because straight away. I even spoke to the the guy there, and I was like, "I came here because I, I just wanted to learn from you because I'm so young." I went there and I was 19 at the time, nice, and I was like, yeah. "I I just I need to I I want to get better." You guys are a prime example of you know innovating and b- taking the fitness industry and turning around turning it around on its head. Yeah, and I want to be surrounded by people like that, and then you sit there and you think, okay you kind of have one chance, really, to make this work. Like, you want to set a good example. And don't get me wrong, I was n- so nervous when I was there. Like, I don't think there was any time where, like, my hands weren't sweaty. Like, I'd go to shake somebody's hand, I'm, like, wiping it on my, my legs discreetly <laughs> before, like, I shake their hand, because I'm, like, I, I was... I wasn't like fangirling or anything, but I was just nervous. I was lucky to meet Ben Francis, and I actually was invited into an interview—not interview, interview um—a meeting that he had about like his YouTube channel or something with oh, like amazing. the videographer and one of the yeah. guys. And you sit there and go, "But I I am so basic and such a beginner. Like it, it's <laughs> it's crazy. But this I mean, like speak to someone like yourself and having those goals is—it's like you want to set them so they're. Like, you, like you'd speak to someone not say no, someone who's normal but like maybe who doesn't have those big aspirations that they're like mm. are, you, are you crazy like that's that's yeah. very strange <laughs> and you're sitting there like nah this is this has got to happen yeah yeah it's like I think setting big goals like that and surrounding yourself with people that are also setting their own big goals is like obviously the only way to grow it's infectious and it's, yeah and surrounding yourself with those people is going to be the way that makes it happen faster yeah
1: and makes you quest because there's so much like I could spend a lot of my time Questioning myself as like, oh, is this the right idea? Yeah. Should I just get like a normal stable job? Yeah. Blah blah blah. Like, is worth myself like it. worth the risk?
2: Yeah.
1: But what I've just done is I've gone out and surrounded myself with loads of guys mm. that are doing either similar things or even with lots of my clients now that are obviously self-employed, personal trainers or people that own like gyms. Yeah. They've all taken that risk at some point, and it's either paid off for them, or is it? It's starting
2: to pay off, and they yeah. a few years ahead of where I'm at now. Yeah. And it's just a bit of proof to me that. It's possible, you just gotta put in the work and find the right
0: yeah. support group. And it is at the beginning and you're totally right. Like you're like, is Am I doing this right? Am I ready for yeah. this? And then when you start gaining the plants, it doesn't come at first and a lot of people do that. Like so for example with like social media and people are like, I'm not getting the attention or the attraction, it's like, How long have you been doing it for? Four weeks. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, Are you joking? I'm like Yeah like, I, I people are like, Scott, you've been doing YouTube for two years and you're only on four hundred and eight subscribers they're like that, that's not good at all. I'm like, yeah, but what you don't understand is I was so inconsistent. I, I didn't keep up to date with it and my videos weren't very good and it's like, but again, it it, it takes time. My goal this year is I would love to have like 50,000 subscribers from nice. where I'm at and like being, yeah. rea- being realistic, that's still a hard goal to get to. If I turn around I was like, at the end of this year, I want a million. It's like, mm, maybe, maybe not. So yeah, it's one well, again, like setting realistic goals but you you, but you want them to be hard. Yeah, to yeah, to for sure. No, you need you need to challenge yourself, and yeah, completely. it is you ha, being around people like yourself and having that circle is infectious because you, you want to be around people that like if you do well, they they want to keep pushing you up, not trying to bring you down because they're jealous. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you have you been surrounded? Have you been around people like that? Like, have you had to like let go of some friends? As not, ba- definitely not within the past like kind of couple of years. So. I haven't noticed it so much where I've been taking like things seriously and
2: like yeah. going full time. Um, but yeah, I think everyone's met people at some point in their life that maybe don't push you quite enough. Or when you say,
1: "Oh, I've got this kind of crazy idea," <laughs> they say, "Yeah, that's crazy. Don't bother." Yeah. It, instead of oh yeah, you should try that. I reckon like give it a go. Um,
2: so yeah, not so much when I've been running my own business. So nothing that's super noticeable, which I guess is lucky because there are a lot of people that. Even struggle to get support from like their close friends or yes. family
1: as well, which can be really challenging. I've I've been really fortunate. Like my family have supported me to no end, really, with this, and well, all my friends vision. around me have been like as helpful as they can be. Amazing. But I think it's because I've put myself in that position, and well, see, I didn't choose my family, but I've chosen my friends, and I've surrounded myself with people that yeah. think like me and are supportive, and they're just like
0: good humans. Which is what this is what you want. I was, yeah. I'm lucky in the sense of like having the the family as well that support me. Obviously any good family, they worry for you because they're like, you know, are you going to be able to make this sustainable? But only time's yeah. going to tell. But I had the friends, I think mine's slightly different from you. Whereas like I was, I was making videos myself in a sense of like, I was talking to the camera. I was walking around in public and I was yeah. speaking and it was, people found that very strange. And I, I had to walk away from my friendship group completely because like they just, they, weren't on the same wavelength as me and I've mentioned this before so many times but like not like they're bad people just it, it wasn't on the same wavelength that like I, I I had this need to like I wanted to be filming when I was around them yeah. but like I wouldn't film because I'd feel so nervous and they'd, they'd joke around and, but like they take the mick in a negative way not like a jokey way right. and you know stepped away from them I put a picture of my camera saying good things coming I had a load of people messaged me about it and now they're my best friends.
1: Oh, amazing. So it's like, it always seems like a bit of a shame or it's hard short term, I think, yeah. kind of letting go of like yeah. friends or even like to an extreme point, like relationships or people in your family. Yeah. But long term, like the benefits yeah. are huge.
0: Like, everything just happens for a reason. Got
1: to go through the challenges, really.
0: Yeah. Big believer in everything happens for a reason. I said yes, that to myself. Yeah. I was like, look, this is meant to happen. I'm not, I'm not going to like, fight it necessarily like i know whether it's going to take me 6 months a year 2 years i'll be around the right people like even my um previous relationship like i still think she found it strange that i was constantly recording and that was something that i wanted to do and yeah. somewhat put her off a little bit but again you if you have the people around you that just want to help you grow you'll you'll get there it's just about when yeah. you're, when your time comes um putting yourself in the right situation at the right time and you, you'll get the rewards. Just you've got to be patient with it, like cause business yeah, is. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, so, um, where can people find you on social media? So, where are you? Where are you at? So on, so I'm as Steve Mann Media. So that's Man with Two Ends on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Website is exactly the same, but I guess most people use Instagram, and all my links are on there. Um, yeah. Yeah, Debbie
1: awesome it guys
0: want to check me out or if yeah. anyone's Please, guess, any please go and check him out. Honestly, his work is great. And at some point down the line, when I personally get a bit more financially stable with business, I will definitely be getting the work. Yeah, we'll have to work like. on something
1: together. It would be cool. For but sure. Yes. I'd, I'd love that. If anyone's got any questions, I guess, upon what we've both spoken about today, just yeah. drop me a message. Send him like a message. On the other end.
0: If any of you are listening and you want some work done and you are roughly in the Chichester area, um, go and speak to Steve. Uh, again I'll put him in the description of when I do the text for the podcast that you'll see on Spotify at uh, the description he is great at what he does and I appreciate you coming on for today I just looked at the time and it's already like an hour <laughs> yes. and 15 minutes it's, no, it, it's, it's crazy chat. so no I, I appreciate it mate so thank you all yeah, for listening nice, for having me. Um, go and show the support and uh, I'm sure that you'll see him hopefully in future YouTube videos that I do and posts and stuff and he'll definitely be um, uh, someone I'll get on the podcast again in the future So thank you for coming on. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. And stop.